Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, February 13th, and I trust you're having a good day in the Lord. Trust you had a great weekend and a good Lord's Day in the house of God. We did here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. We had a good time and we had good services yesterday. I believe both services had a good spirit and had visitors yesterday morning. Thank God for that. And I trust you had a good weekend as well. Well, I've got a song queued up right here before we go to the message. And this is by three young ladies. And they were just children at this time that this was recorded 10 years ago back in Kansas. I trust it'll be a blessing to you. Well, today we are going to begin a message and we're going to be looking in Isaiah chapter number 59, verse number one. And we're beginning a sermon that'll be a three-part sermon entitled, When Prayer is Powerless. Now, we're used to thinking about prayer being powerful. I'll lay the foundation with those statements. And actually, today's sermon will just contain those statements about when prayer is powerful. We call it the dynamic power of supplication. And I've got two main points on today's broadcast. I'm going to mainly deal with the first and then get to the second a little bit. We've got the testimony of the saints about prayer and then the testimony of the scriptures about prayer. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn to Isaiah chapter number 59. The power of prayer. I'm going to preach on that a little bit tonight. The power of prayer. But I'm going to preach on when prayer is powerless. Isaiah chapter 59 verse number 1. I used this message down at Brother Moises in there. He called it a prayer revival. I'd never preached it before then. And I've never preached it since. I think Joshua and Brother Hall were there the night I preached it there in Tennessee. But I preached this message down there, and you're thinking all week there about the power of prayer, the privilege to pray, the great opportunities that we have to pray, and yet many times prayer is short-circuited because of sin. Look at what the Bible says, Isaiah 59, verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. We have a lot to pray about here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. We touched on that a little bit this morning, a lot of needs. And we've got a great need for prayer. I am glad for the privilege to pray. I am glad that God has made as many promises about prayer. And I'm going to look at some of those this evening But at the same time, we're wasting our time to tell all this to the ceiling. Take your troubles to the ceiling and leave them there. (laughs) Doesn't get it, if it doesn't get any further than that. If, if there's something holding down our prayer life, we need to deal with that something and ask God to help us. So thinking about that, I'm looking at these verses and I know it's a very familiar, very powerful scripture text. But God had told Isaiah, had revealed this truth to Isaiah, and Isaiah now is preaching it to these people. Two aspects 
about prayer. First of all, that God is all-powerful. There is nothing our God cannot do. Amen. He can do anything. Job said He can do everything. He Here's the way I'd say it. God can do anything. God can reach anywhere. Amen. God can save. God can hear. God can heal. God can do anything. Amen. But the fact is, not only that God's all-powerful, but sin's pretty powerful too. And sin separates us from our God. Sin hinders prayer because it breaks fellowship between us and our God. It breaks communion between God and His children, the children and their father. It breaks that. So I want to preach on that this evening and think on it for just a few minutes, not very long. Two things. First of all, the dynamic power of supplication. The dynamic power of supplication. And then I'll move to talking about the damning power. Not condemning, but damming up, like damming up the river. The damning power of sin that stops the flow of God's blessings to His children. The dynamic power of supplication is found in verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. But preacher, this is 2017 and God's hand still not shortened. God's not gotten old age. God's not gotten arthritis. Amen. God's not gotten hard of hearing. God's not gotten blinded. Amen. God is not hindered in any way as far as age is concerned or inability is concerned. God's hand is not shortened that He cannot save. Just as well as He saved thousands on the day of Pentecost, He can still save souls even in this dark day. Amen. I'm glad that He can. Just like He saved those folks in the upper room, God can save folks out in the gutter, out in the ditch, out in the alley, out in the, out in the beer joints, out in the dives, and on the church pew. God's hand is not shortened that He cannot save, neither His ear heavy that it cannot hear. Thank God, God has power. He hears and answers prayer. If you want to run a power cord, for example, when we had the breaker trouble back there a few weeks ago and didn't know what was going on, we borrowed some power cords and pulled things around. And if you want to get power from one place to the other, you got to get that pointy little thing. It's got the three points in it. Not just up, you don't just show it the outlet. You don't just look at the outlet with it. You got to get it plugged in. Amen. I'm glad prayer allows us to plug in to God's power source. Amen. Amen. And we can talk about a lot of things about prayer. It's been proven again and again throughout the history of our world that God answers prayer. That prayer is a powerful tool. Amen. Men and women the world over can attest to the mighty power of God, the awesome power of God, the majestic power of God, the miraculous power of God through prayer. I've got some listed testimonies. I want to think about the testimony of the saints, and then we'll look at the testimony of the scriptures. And I've got some selected ones. I pulled these off of the computer, and uh, I just read, I don't quote a lot of people a lot of times, and sometimes when I quote people, I don't tell you who I'm quoting because I don't necessarily agree with the person I'm quoting, but the quote's good. Amen. Even Dan Rather can say something good every now and then. You remember when he said, I'm through. I'm retiring. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Amen. Uh, the testimony of the saints. I think about A.B. Simpson said this. He said, prayer is the link 
that connects us to God. Amen. Alexis Carroll was a French surgeon and biologist in the 18 and early 1900s. He said, prayer is a force as real as terrestrial gravity. As a physician, I've seen men lifted out of sickness by the power of prayer. It is the only power in the world that overcomes the laws of nature. That's what that doctor said, Alexis Carroll. Amen. Watchman Nee, the early 1900s, a Chinese church leader, Christian teacher, said this. He said, our prayers lay the track down on which God's power can come. Like a mighty locomotive, His power is irresistible, but it cannot reach us without rails. That's pretty good. He said, prayers like the rails that the train runs on. Amen. Train's got all that power, but it needs those rails in order to get to us. Amen. And that's how prayer is. God's got all the power, but His answers come to prayer that's been given. Amen. G.H. King, Guy King, said this. He said, no one is a firmer believer in the power of prayer than the devil. Not that he practices it, but he suffers from it. Amen. The devil knows prayer works. That's why he wants to stop you from getting in the prayer closet. Amen. That's why he wants to hinder you, why he wants to send everything he can to your mind to hinder your prayers. When Job, in the book of Job, when the sons of God presented themselves before God, the devil was there. Amen. The book of, I believe it's either Zechariah or Zephaniah, I get the two confused. I believe it's Zechariah. When the sons of God presented themselves before God in there, the devil was there again. Railing on the high priest, Joshua the high priest, and the spotted garments that he had on. The point I'm making is this. I believe that when we go to pray, the devil goes to battle to hinder us from praying. Amen. You know why? Because he knows the power of prayer. William Cowper, 1731 to 1800, English poet, friend of John Newton, wrote the famous lines that you hear quoted a lot of times. God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. That's from the pen of William Cowper. Amen. He also wrote that great song, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. But here's what he said about prayer. He said, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint on his knees. Amen. There's power in prayer. That's the point I'm trying to make. An unknown writer said this, said, If the church wants a better pastor... It only needs to pray for the one it has. I say amen right there. Amen. I wish you would. William Law said this, He who has learned to pray has learned the greatest secret to a holy and a happy life. Amen. Samuel Chadwick said, The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. I say amen. Amen. Charles Spurgeon said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. He believed in the power of prayer. E.M. Bounds said, what the church needs today is not more machinery or better, not new organizations or more novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use, men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. Amen. W.S. Boyd said this. I, I like this quote. He said, prayer is weakness leaning on omnipotence. <laughs> Amen. Prayer is weakness leaning on omnipotence. Amen. Samuel Chadwick said this. This is a lengthy quote. 
so bear with me. Samuel Chadwick said this, There is no power like that of prevailing prayer, of Abraham pleading for Sodom, Jacob wrestling in the stillness of the night, Moses standing in the breach, Hannah intoxicated with sorrow, David heartbroken with remorse and grief, Jesus in sweat of blood. Add to this list from the records of the church your personal observation and experience, and always there is the cost of passion under blood. Such prayer prevails. Listen now. It turns ordinary mortals into men of power. It brings power. It brings fire. It brings rain. It brings life. It brings God. I say amen, Samuel Chadwick. Prayer can do what nothing else can do. Amen. That's one reason why we ought to saturate our life in prayer. We ought to saturate our services in prayer. Just because we organize a service, we say we're going to meet at 6.30 on Sunday evening and we expect God to move just because we set the date and the time. That's not how it works. Amen. I believe we need to saturate these things in prayer. A couple of quotes from A.T. Pearson. I'll move away from these testimony of the saints. A.T. Pearson said, There's never been a spiritual awakening in any country or locality that did not begin in united prayer. Never been a revival, he said, anywhere. Didn't begin somewhere in united prayer. Again, he said, the Word of God represents all the possibilities of God as being at the disposal of prayer. All God's power is just waiting for the asking. You have not, is what James said, because you ask not. Amen. All the great power of prayer, men of God down through the ages have remarked and commented on the fact of the power of God and the power of prayer. The power of prayer to do the impossible. What men say cannot be done, God can do it. Amen. And God does do it again and again, many times, through the prayer of His saints. God's able to not only do the impossible, He's able to move the unmovable, even. He's able to change those things we think can never be changed. God's able to do that through prayer. And I say this, God has not changed. He's still just as able today as He's ever been. Amen. So you got the testimony of the saints, then you have the testimony of the Scriptures. Turn to James chapter 5. I mentioned what James said about you have not because you ask not. The book of James is full, filled with words about prayer. James chapter number 5, and I'm going to begin reading verse 13. You know these verses, I'm sure you do, in this text. Read down through the chapter. He says, is any among you afflicted? If you got a problem, anybody got a problem, he said. Here's his answer, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. In other words, Elijah was just a normal man. Just an ordinary man. But he prayed. Amen. And Elias was a, was a man of like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. 
And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Amen. Amen. I'm simply saying that James is saying, if you've got a problem, pray. If your prayers are not getting through, ask somebody else to pray for you. And pray with you. That's what he's saying. Call for the elders of the church. Get somebody you have confidence in. Get somebody that's had experience in prayer. Somebody that has seen God do great and mighty things. If you're having a problem, pray. Amen. If you're having a problem with praying, get somebody else to pray. James said, the answer to our troubles is prayer. Amen. Jeremiah 33.3. You don't have to turn because you know it. Call unto me. And I will answer thee. And here's what he said that's so amazing. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Prayer, according to the scripture, is not a little thing. It's not just a little water in a cup. It's a whole lake of water or an ocean of water. It is all you need. Whatever you need can be found in prayer. Amen. Isaiah 38 verse 5 says, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years. You remember that story? Hezekiah had been told he's going to die. Isaiah was sent by God to Hezekiah to put his house in order. For thou shalt die and not live. Had a sickness, whatever the sickness was. Had a sickness, the man of God came and said, Cheer up, Hezekiah, you're dying. He said, really? He didn't have him good words. Well, I'll pray for you you do better. No, he said, you're not going to get better. You're going to die. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. Hezekiah wept sore. Hezekiah prayed and called on God. And before Isaiah got out of the courtyard, God said, go tell him, I've heard his prayer. Amen. That's the power of prayer. And the scriptures are filled with instance after instance of that great and mighty power of prayer. Amen. God added to him 15 years. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But let me just give some concluding points. We're talking about our sermon for these days entitled When Prayer is Powerless. Now, right now we're talking about how that the Bible says prayer is powerful, how that saints of old have told us that prayer is powerful. Have you ever wondered why it doesn't seem to be so powerful today? And our text tells us it's because of sin. It's not that God has changed. It's not that the times have changed. It's that there may very well be sin in our life. We need to do a checkup on that. So right now, at the closing of this broadcast, would you check up in your life and see, is there some sin that you need to deal with so you can get a hold of God? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.